I V M. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Triangle Offense. I'm Monish and as usual I'm joined by Nishant. Yet another day of weird results in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant missed out and the Nets got trashed. Uh, PG missed out, Clippers lost. Memphis pushed Lakers all the way. Nuggets got another win in the start-stop season. We'll talk about two of these teams today who are having the start-stop season, Nuggets being one of them. We'll also talk about the Mavs who are kind of having a start-stop season. They did get a win in the previous encounter against the Rockets, but uh, they don't look the team that we anticipated them to be. No. We'll talk all about these two teams in this episode. Hey Nishant, uh, what's up with the Mavs? They're 3 and 4. Uh, they did get a win against the Rockets. Luka finally started firing. He was Two out of 21 beyond the arc of the first four games of the season. He yep. he himself admitted that he was not in top shape when he came into the season. The Mavs kind of don't look the team that we anticipated them to be. What's happening with them? They don't yet. Um, and it wasn't just him admitting it. I think he got called out by Rick Carlisle also that... Uh, mm-hmm. I think we, the remark Rick Carlisle made was more of a players of this caliber. I, I think Luca is just realizing, only just realizing that this is a year-on-year thing. You don't get days off when when you're expected to be the goat or or, a, or an elite tier first ballot Hall of Fame sort of player. The, he he still probably isn't in peak condition, and that's that's what I said the last time around when we talked about the Mavs, right? That if he's not in peak condition, if this is off peak. He's nowhere close to being his physical best. Mm-hmm. And he's still putting up numbers like that. And they'll be fine. And that I carry that same confidence today too. I don't think he's back at his best. I don't think he's shooting his best anywhere close. And he's still putting up 30-something 30, 30 triple-doubles. Yep. And now yep. that's translating to wins, which is the most important part. So I'd say they're fine. Um, a few things that, it, that they'd have to figure out how to fix. Right? This, this team famously had league-leading offense last year. Yep. Best offense in yep. the league, wasn't good enough in the playoffs. Um, they got bounced out. But they but they looked impressive and we thought, all right, they're going to build on that and maybe they'll shore up the defense a bit in the offseason. They made a couple of moves, lost some shooting in the process. Uh, Josh Richardson is a better defensive player than Seth Curry is. Uh, so mm-hmm. it looks like they were coming good on their, their promise of making defense a priority, as Rick Carlisle said. Now, saying that is one thing, though. Executing it is a whole different ballgame. Um, what what we've seen so far though is improvement on defense, and and usually when when teams it's it's tough to build something long term, right? It's easy mm-hmm. to go back to all right, this is not working out. Let's just jack up shots, let Luca take over the offense, and let's win. But they didn't do that, and that's what was most impressive. Even in the recent game against the Rockets, when when tips were down and they needed to make a few clutch plays. They actually made defense their priority. They went to shoring up the defense. They put in Maxi Kleber and Willie Collistein both into that lineup, which is unusual for a Dallas Mavs team that usually prefers a one big lineup with with Porzingis. Yep. This allowed one of these guys, um, Kleber, to to take on Harden. Kleber is an underrated defender. Uh, Mark Cuban says so himself in a bunch of interviews. So he takes Harden on the perimeter. Now, usually that means as soon as they commit one big on the perimeter, somebody's got a mismatch on that Houston team. So let's say Chris Wood and DeMarcus Cousins, whoever's on the floor, has a mismatch against a wing player or, or some big who's not really that big. Wasn't the case because they had Willie Colley-Stein on uh, guarding, guarding the paint and that, that helped them save a, a few points. They got a few critical stops and, and, and that's how the game kind of turned in their favor to a large extent. Whether they get wins like this, whether they don't, that remains to be seen. And some of that will have to be Luca grinding out the offense. But 
it seems to me like they still have some figuring out to do on on what rotations they want especially on defense this two big strategy worked they they also moved to a lineup where it was the opposite of small ball this was as large as large ball can get the shortest player on the field was 65 and the yeah. tallest was 7 and most of the lineup was in between so the figuring things out defensively it's encouraging to see that even even when the results aren't coming uh, they don't take shortcuts they don't go back to familiar ways they're still trying mm-hmm. to build that capability that's good posing seems to be coming back earlier than than expected yeah. they're saying it's closer yeah. to the second or third week of of jan than than the end of the month mm-hmm. let's say it's till the end of the month right that's still a few games away and in the interim they play a, a, a nine run stretch in which barring milwaukee there's really no team that they should lose to there's a de- there's a couple of teams that they have lost to already this season but i would call those outlier performances you, you can't expect those teams to come back and uh sort of uh, drop a double on on the dallas maps so they have an easy slate of eight to nine fixtures barring the milwaukee game and then they have posing is back things are looking up um and this would also be a good time for luka doncic to to kind of wake up smell the coffee and get back to his physical best He's already started playing like his former self if he can get his stamina up because he looks gassed sometimes in the second half of games. Yeah. If he can get that back up, I I think we're fine with the with the Dallas Mavs. Yeah, I think Tim Hardaway Jr who came off the bench was brilliant in the previous game. He yeah. had eight threes and uh, he kind of uh, took away the limelight despite the triple double from Luka Doncic. Uh, yeah. They have Dwight Powell who's returning from injury. He's kind of looks shaky doesn't he? I mean, yeah. uh, I know it's returning from Achilles and you're never really healing totally right you're not yeah. 100% the player you once were so that kind of is a weakness in their team you think yeah. uh, because their reserves i mean the second team when lucas sitting out and getting a breather uh, that's the time when i think they're missing out on the leader in the team yeah you yeah it's the sure i i mean it's the lebron james without anthony davis uh, syndrome mm-hmm. when you got a player this mercurial who runs the ball is your best offensive player is your primary scorer on most nights he's your primary rebounder I mean the guy really does everything so when he's off the floor of course they're going to take a hit Powell's biggest problem is he's a defensive liability yeah. and whenever at least this season whenever Rick Carlisle has experimented with different defensive setups it's almost always uh, a setup that involves sacrificing Powell taking Powell out and bringing in Kleber and and Willie Collinstein any of the bunch of bigs that they have um and maybe you'll see a few more Boban minutes as a result of mm-hmm. this uh, this strategy right but Paul's biggest problem is 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 that he's a defensive liability. So unless he starts becoming some sort of offensive juggernaut like Michael Porter Jr. on the Denver Nuggets, it's going to be tough to to give him the same level of minutes that he used to get. I think he'll have to pick up his defense. Right now, that's his biggest problem, and he's always going to lose out uh, to Willie Cauley Stein, who appears to be some sort of colleague favorite in that Mavs bench, um, mm-hmm. and uh, Maxi Cleaver, who, like I said, is a, is a very good, useful defender. The biggest advantage with him being he can also guard the perimeter a bit. All right, so that was the Mavs. Uh, good that you mentioned Michael Porter Jr. and the Denver Nuggets because that's where I was going to go next. The Nuggets beat the Timberwolves yesterday. Nikola Jokic putting up MVP like numbers yet again. Yeah, uh, yeah. 35, 15, uh, insane numbers. It's, uh, Six assists. He averages yeah. like 35, 15, and 12 uh, in the season. Yeah. And I don't think there's ever been a season for any MVP like that. He's really putting up numbers, but Denver Nuggets are 29th in defense this season. They're they're horrible. They're conceding 120 every game almost. Yeah. Uh, we 
actually put them as one of the favorites to go on all the way until the Western Conference Finals like they did last season. But they don't really look like the team that they... Uh, they took a hit with Jeremy Grant. Yeah. They've not replaced him. They don't think they can replace him because he was a great defender. He took on all the big guys. He took on LeBron when required. He took on Kawhi when required. So And he's balling out in Detroit. He's, he's really making yes. the most of his starting minutes. Yes. So Michael Porter Jr., all, as great as he may become, he's mm-hmm. still not the Jeremy Grant that they had last season. So where no. do you think Denver Nuggets are headed uh, this season? Well, first of all, Michael Porter Jr. is is trademark Denver, at least from the last few seasons, right? All offense, no defense. Mm-hmm. He's, he's exactly Denver. Like if, if the team had a model personality, that's him. At, first of all, I don't think Jokic's is 35-something triple-double numbers are going to be an average for the season. That's a bit much. That's going to get rationalized, especially because right now Jamal Murray is a shadow of the guy we yep. saw in the bubble. Yep. If, unless he steps up, this team's not going anywhere. Jokic can put up any kind of numbers. It's, go, it's not going anywhere. If he does step up, some of those numbers are going to erode, right? It's uh, at some level you've got to assume uh, an offense this potent, it's got to be a zero-sum game or close. Now, uh, but but this is this is borderline Russell Westbrook in his triple double years. This, these numbers mm-hmm. look like that, except Jokic is nowhere close to being a selfish player. <laughs> now yeah. their problem is is really last season amplified, which is their offense is still pretty good, but slightly diminished from what it was last season. And Michael Porter Jr. is out for a short bit with an injury. So that doesn't help. And then their defense seems to have taken body blows. Jeremy Grant was easily the best defender. They lost him. He was the guy that turned the tide in that Utah series in the in the postseason. Um, and yep. played really well against the uh, against the Clippers too. So yep. um, that's a bummer. <laughs> There's really no other way to put it. Especially looking at how well he's playing in Detroit. That's a bummer for the team. Jamal Murray is a shell. Michael Porter is injured. He's kind of in and out, in and out. I think the biggest problem though is, you know how we talk about early on in the season, teams get in their rotations, they figure out their best five, what what does their secondary unit look like and how do they how do they transition in and out of these two. I think the biggest problem is right now there's too much rotation. You know what I mean? And most mm-hmm. of their rotation is guard heavy. They've got so many guards coming in and out that nobody really gets in a stretch. So it's almost it's almost like some kind of gladiatorial survival series where you are sent on in the rotation as a guard. You get shots up, you stay, you get more minutes, you don't get shots up, you're out and somebody else comes in. How many yeah. guys? Facundo Campazzo had to score five threes to get decent minutes in a game. Yeah. And he's probably one of their better defenders. So mm-hmm. so that's got to settle down a bit. I, I There's very few coaches I trust more than Coach Malone to figure this mm-hmm. out. So I think they're in good hands. Their, their rotations are, are guard-heavy, but their options are also guard-heavy. So yeah. sadly, I don't think there's a silver bullet answer to their defense. They just kind of got to hope for their best. And at this point, unlike the da- Dallas Mavs, I don't think investing more time in this defense is going to get any miraculous results. You can suck less, mm-hmm. but the answer surely has to come again from their offense being all-world, which means MPJ taking flight, which means Jamal Murray's got to show up. They're in deep trouble otherwise. They, they'll keep getting these inconsistent results and bounce slightly above or below 500. Yep. Uh, what's up with Jamal Murray? Because he averaged 18 last season before we went to Orlando and to the bubble. Yep. And then he averaged double. He averaged around 35 points uh, in the bubble. And then when he, when we come back to the regular season, he's back to his former self. He, he looks like an 18 player, uh, miss, taking a lot of threes, but not hitting a lot of them. He went hot uh, in the bubble, no doubt about that. Yeah. He was one of the best players yeah. in the league. 
But uh, what's up with him? You think this is his regular self, or do you think he has an upside that is waiting to explode? No, I, it's it's a little like the Miami Heat. I think it's it's a very young player that's that's going through some ups and downs, and it's not easy. And everyone rebounds a different mm-hmm. way. I mean, if Paul George, after these many years in the league, can get mentally affected in the bubble, and that reflects in his performances sometimes on the pitch, and that's real. I'm not even making fun of him here. All of those isolations could have had an adverse impact on his mental health. And if you're not mentally there, you're not there as a player on the court. And so, by that, what I mean is, different players react differently to to adversity. Some players go in and into a funk, and they have trouble bouncing out, and they probably need some coaching help. They maybe uh maybe like a sports therapist to to talk to to kind uh, kind of guide guide them out of it some some people just grind it out and they come back and there's there's no one master plan way to get out of this uh, for me jamal mari is just in a funk it's a combination of a bunch of things uh, maybe his motivation isn't up there maybe short just is in dropping which is true we've seen that yeah and not in his favor is the fact that usually when players get hot like that one season they see a lot more defensive attention than they used to the next mm-hmm. season i i can't say that that's happening too much with jamal mari i think it's more or less pretty much the same kind of defenses that he's always did. it's not like suddenly teams are looking at him like he's dame lillard or steph curry committing two men on him and stuff like that that's not happening mm-hmm. so then i'd i'd probably pin it down to he's in a funk bad run of form shot just isn't dropping um coaches got to work work through and Uh, as a team especially with the passing ability of jokic and milsap can can toss it around too i think it's really on the team and in their best interest to find a way to get jamal murray in positions where he can get buckets in and kind of build that that confidence up it's what you do when a player is not not in his best run of form uh, players like that, that that wasn't a fluke what we saw in the bubble wasn't a fluke that kind of offense you can't you can't get hot it wasn't just streaky shooting it was creating his own shot it was playmaking it was clutch plays on both ends of the court you can't fake those the fundamentals are there just a player in a bad run of form young player that that needs to find his feet again it's what we saw with a lot of the miami heat guys uh, so we did put denver up uh, right up say even western conference final yeah. contenders right do you still believe uh, yeah, do you still stick don't... by that uh, no. because they don't look like the team yeah they've taken a lot more of a pummeling on the defensive abilities end than than i was hoping to see Jeremy Grant now seems to be a much bigger loss. Mm-hmm. Part of that and part of why their defense looks worse is because their offense isn't quite at the level that it was last year. But even if it is, uh they're going to struggle a lot. Gary Gary Harris is tapered off even more than what I thought he did at the end of last season. Um I, Paul Millsap, I, I think he he's to an ex and this is going to be harsh, but to an extent he's reminding me of Al Horford and how he tapered off right this player mm-hmm. who was really at that level once upon a time who he just isn't there anymore so i think the answer really is if jamal murray and nikola jokic and michael porter junior can go off like they did last season yeah maybe they've got a shot but but otherwise this defense is too much of a problem to overcome especially in the po- if, if it's like this in the regular season god bless them in the post season right mhm So and no Michael I, Porter I, Jr at this point I don't think they look like the WCF bound team that I thought they were. Yeah Michael Porter Jr seems to be missing a few games uh, yeah. due to injury uh, or covid protocols one of them but uh, once he's back do you think that will kind of kind of boost the Denver Nuggets or or are they one move away from James Harden because that was one of the rumored talks wasn't it? 
<laughs> but every franchise apparently is a move away from from James Harden and it's not really saying much is it because to land any player you're only a move away you're you're a move yeah. away from LeBron James too if they were if the Lakers were to trade again it's it's a bit like Toronto yes you can trade for James Harden mm-hmm. but two things come in the way of that one there is nothing the Denver Nuggets can offer short of Nikola Jokic in that trade that mm-hmm. gets Houston to agree that's what we've seen from them so far mm-hmm. and two even if you were some to to find some alchemy that convinces them to to accept a trade that doesn't involve Jokic you're going to give up a whole lot and then what do you have left yeah. oh great you have James Harden uh, and and who exactly it, it's not a yeah. it's not a it's not a tennis tournament you're not going to win with one guy so no i, I don't think i think that's just um trash rumors at this point every club worth anything's linked to james harden i don't think that's their answer michael porter junior coming back look the thing is we saw mavs last season right best offense in the league not very great defense what what happened they got bounced out in the playoffs yep. Yep. they got unlucky sure they looked like they were going to take clippers all the way but they went out i mean we can five, 10 years later nobody's going to remember the refereeing call or opposing us any of those things so it is what it is with with denver they have the second worst defense isn't it in the league yep not sure yep. if they've slipped to the worst now but but the second worst defense at least in the league unless that you can't your your offense can be all world if you're the second worst defense in the league that's a problem you're going to yeah. have great numbers and triple doubles and you're going to have a bunch of wells on your on your record which is which is what jokic is experiencing in in a lot of these games um three wins four losses it's not a pretty picture right and a lot of that has to be pegged down to Uh, to their defense and just how many points they're giving up how many shots in the perimeter they're giving up they don't defend the paint very well they don't defend the the three very well that, that, unless that changes this team this team looks like a, a mid table team at best right now and even in the playoffs unlike say the Miami Heat or even the Dallas Mavs where where I say all right these guys get to the playoffs no matter where they finish what seed they're a nightmare matchup in the playoffs True. they're not like the Denver yeah. Nuggets are not like yeah. the Mavs are the Heat are Nuggets are not um nightmare matchups are usually players with with a one two punch uh, on offense and a solid defense that can get clutch stops right. so what the miami heat are although their offense is probably a little more distributed it's what the mavs are to a large extent with posing yep. is not without yep denver can't be that unless jamal murray wakes up and and michael porter junior comes back um, carrying some fire with them and they they've got to push michael porter junior to step up his defense He said he wants to improve that side of his game. Coach said that's the one side of his of his game they want to see improve. Uh, time to call him out on that. Time to hold him to that. That promise and maybe he is working on it. Who knows? We we've not seen him enough this season. But if that if that comes through, they've got a shot. If Michael Porter Jr. can become a two, he he already scores for fun. Mm-hmm. He's a very strong rebounder and an underrated one at that. If we can pick his defense up, we're talking. All right. So that was the Denver Nuggets. I think that's one team that everyone enjoys watching. If even yeah. if you're a fan or if you're not, you you really want the Nuggets to do well all the time because they're a fun team to watch. Right. Uh, we saw that in the bubble where they were bouncing back from three one down. They did that twice. Yeah. So it's a team that everyone enjoys watching. I really hope that they can find their mojo back, come back. Uh, they've kind kind of uh, got some momentum going now with the win mm-hmm. against the Timberwolves. Let's see if they can. Right on yeah, that. I mean, it's, uh, it's the T-Wolves without. It's the <laughs> T-Wolves, and even then without uh, Towns. I, I don't know. Well, it's some momentum, and yeah. well, the Mavs as well. I think they got some momentum going with the win against the Rockets. Let's see right. how they ride their momentum and uh, get out of this losing streak now. 
and that's all i have for today and i will talk to you tomorrow a uh, pretty a uh, bunch of exciting games today the yeah. laker uh, the clippers take on the golden state warriors i think that's something that i'm waiting to watch to see if the warriors can carry their two win streak against a much stronger clippers opposition uh, paul george was rested yesterday so he must be back uh, that'll be a fun game to watch also the celtics take on the heat that was yeah. uh, the eastern conference finals last season so that should be a fun game as well Any yeah picks? i'm i'm looking forward to the clippers warriors game i think the other one i don't know weird feeling that it might turn out to be a dud but the clippers warriors yeah. game just cuz the clippers are one of those weird teams where i don't know they just on and off so much this season yeah and yep. some of that is personnel but but it's also their their form but kawai finally looks like he's in the groove so this is going to be a fun matchup that would be a fun game to watch right. i think uh, i'll be interested to see if steph curry can put up on real numbers yeah. yeah 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 all right man sounds right, good then. catch you tomorrow bye just bye